everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Takes and Likes podcast. I'm James. I am joined by Nash. We're not joined by a special guest today. It's another um, normal episode, so sorry those of you who are expecting another guest. Um, there is not a guest, soon. and definitely soon. Yeah, soon we will be getting more. Uh, kinda, it's kind of of a continuous search for guests. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Nash, how you doing today? Doing good. Yeah, and we're working hard to get more guests out to all of you more episodes in your future um more episodes school did just start for james and i um but we're getting back into the flow the nfl season is less than a week away two days um counting down the days i mean everybody knows that the full season doesn't really start till the full sunday whatever you want to say that's what a casual fan would say um and so we are going to talk first about some fantasy football and then if we have some time then we will get to potentially a little college football as well um we're gonna start with obscure stat of the day yep uh nash you told me yours before the pod so before you started recording so just tell me it now again or tell the audience now yeah so you know not that obscure but for those of you who don't know uh the pride and joy of kansas city Patrick Mahomes had the greatest fantasy football season for a quarterback last season, breaking his own previous record by 0.3 points. Huh. Um, and just in general, that season wasn't talked about enough. 5,200 yards, 45 total touchdowns, 12th all-time in touchdowns, in a spread touchdowns in a season, fourth all-time passing yards in a season. Um, it was a historic year. He obviously deserved the MVP. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, it was all right season for him. Um, yeah, casual. Yeah, ca- it's just a casual Mahomes season. He what, – what are the betting odds for an MVP this year? He's got to be, like, minus whatever. I mean, um, yeah, it, it, it has to be him. Yeah, it's got to be. But this – Although I bet Joe Burrow's up there. Yeah, Burrow's – Allen's got to be up there too, but – my stat. I'll, I'll look more... it up while you do your stat. All right. Also, fantasy football related. Not really like giving any insight to anything or really relating to a certain player, but it is just kind of relates to the very like the randomness of fantasy football as a whole. And um, so basically, C.D. Lamb, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce, Amari Cooper, and Tony Pollard all scored fewer than five PPR points in Week One last season. And that could have been one team. And those those were guys that went like Paul. I mean, Paul probably didn't go that high, but like CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, like this kind of I mean, it's not like the most insane stats, sort of just like a microcosm, uh, to be very advanced, um, for just kind of fantasy football as a whole. And literally you could draft all the right guys, you could do all the research you want, you do whatever, and in the end, it really all just kind of is luck yeah i mean that is a great point i don't think you know what a microcosm is but yeah i do we're good buddy Um, you haven't taken you you, you used it wrong um no i didn't just for your information buddy you haven't taken lang you haven't graduated lang buddy i still know what a microcosm is um i'm not mad i'm just disappointed i'm not wrong um anyway Back to those MVP odds. It's actually closer than I would have thought. So it's Mahomes plus 600, then Burrow plus 700, and Allen 750. 
And then there's uh-huh. a little drop off. Uh, Herbert and Hertz are both 1100. Lamar is 1400. T Law 16 with Aaron Rodgers. Then Tua, Dak, Justin Fields, Goff, Deshaun Watson, and Geno. So not really any non QBs looking to be in play right now. Um, uh, Nash. And if I was, what? Sorry, go on. Go on. So I just want to correct, I mean, uh, correct our little um debacle here uh a microcosm is a small is a small society place or activity which is all the typical features of a much larger one and so seems like a small version of it so in this case the small small society uh the few players i just named have the typical features of fancy football as a whole that's not true oh my god because they all were bad so that's not yeah and all players can be bad at all times all players a microcosm of fantasy football as a whole if they were all bad that same okay then in that week that you're talking about they weren't a microcosm for the rest of the league if you picked like their microcosm for fantasy football one player who's bad one player who's mid then it's a microcosm of fantasy football buddy you're interpreting it wrong these players that i chose no i'm not you just said it confusingly <laughs> okay yeah it's confusingly now, now you're backtracking now you're backtracking oh yeah let me make fun of you for one word he's it's it's confusing said it word. i don't know all right this has turned into hold on english class here ap lang which nash is not Shout completed. Out i have completed um, so if you kind of wonder which side Matt, you I, here. it's not anyways you were mentioning MVP odds. Nash is trying to search up um, stuff to be right. He's wrong. It's okay. We'll move on though. Anyways, <laughs> he just bullies me. You you bully me around. All right. Uh, anyway, on, anyway, James and I, uh, about two hours ago, completed our what's it called? Lecar. Lecar. I'm not exactly sure. Draft. Carmone, the Carmone Family um, Fantasy Football League. Uh, my dad's best friend growing up. I've been. They've been doing this fantasy league for literally since they've done it on paper. Um, and I've done it. This is my fourth year I've done it. Maybe fifth. I forget. I think it's my fourth. This is Nash's second. This uh, is my I won, second year. Yep. I won the league last year. Uh, not shockingly. Um, kind, well, kind of confusing because, you know, the whole DeMar Hamlin I situation. was third. Nash was third. Nash was a very good well, regular yeah, season team that sold in the playoffs. I made a bunch of profit, though. Yeah. Yeah, you did still make profit. That's the thing. Um, you can do yeah. not win and still make profit. But. It's, yeah, it's a little rich for my blood, but given that I almost doubled my money from last year, I uh I felt obligated to yeah. join again, and it, it yeah. it's it's a good time. It is fun. Um, it is very fun. And the draft was interesting. So to preface, only eight teams, um, because they can't get more people to cough up as much money as they're asking for, because it's crazy. Um, but it's also a two quarterback league. Um, it is PPR. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just kind of go through the draft and then kind of highlight our teams. Um, this might not relate to the audience so much, but it'll be kind of a collective fantasy football sort of preview. Um, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and share well, my and, screen here. And obviously if you have yet to have your fantasy football draft, hopefully you can use, our opinions as something of a guide we do tend to be pretty successful yeah um, we always are pretty successful yeah to, to correct you but 
Yeah, um, and if you already done your draft, you can be reassured in your team, or maybe be like, "Dang, my team sucks." Uh, yeah, either one. But like, um, for instance, if you took Austin Eckler within the top three, you don't know what you're doing. Um, shout out Green Machine. That's a yeah. bad pick. Um, I don't hate. I don't really hate that dude. Because like he he's Austin, bad, but like he's good at fantasy. Yeah, like for really those good. who don't know football. Watch Austin Eckler play. He's not good. He might produce at a high clip. He's not very good it's at being football. Downs. Um, and then you know, Quentin Johnston added to that offense. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, ideally healthy. Um, Gerald Everett, I think, is underrated. There's just no way he sees the amount of production or the amount of touches that he got last year. Um, I was on the fence between Christian McCaffrey and Jamar Chase. Um, I understand guys taking quarterbacks early here. It is a two-quarterback league. Two-quarterback league. But with only eight teams, uh, you know, a lot of depth still remains at the quarterback position. Um, so no need to take him too, too high. I went with Christian McCaffrey over Jamar Chase, which I was pretty on the fence about. I wanted to take Jamar Chase, but I just – it wasn't – I didn't have it in me. Didn't have the guts. Did not have the guts. McCaffrey is a much safer play. Um, what else stands out to you about this first round, James? Um, what else stands out to me? I mean, my pick, you can see I highlighted here. Uh, Travis Kelsey, eighth overall. There was a lot of pre-draft sort of freaking out about Kelsey in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, those who don't know, Kelsey hyperextended his knee today in practice. Um, nothing long-term, though. Most likely going to miss uh, Thursday's game against the Lions. Chance he might might play. I I'd honestly rather him just sit and not mess anything up. I'm sure you would too, probably Nash. But oh um, yeah, it depends. Yeah, it really depends on the extent. But yeah, I would have taken. I thought he was gonna go top four, top five, and I saw him drop at eight, and I was like, okay. But um, I wasn't expecting three quarterbacks to go first round. Uh, like you said, Nash, uh, two quarterback league. They're more valuable, but it is only eight people. The turnaround's much faster, and so that was a little bit surprising. But overall. I do like Jalen Hurts over like yeah. being the set, uh, number two quarterback over Josh Allen yeah. too. Cause I think he's always just, yeah. you know, when his production is always going to be good because of the rushing upside. Mm-hmm. I think I don't, yeah, I, I don't love all the quarterbacks going early. And I think like, I don't know, it, it's semantics because you got both of them, but like just rankings wise, I probably would have had Tyreek and then Travis Kelsey. And then maybe Bijan ahead of Travis Kelsey. I think starting yeah, with a tight Bijan. end is a bit risky. Well, uh, I, but yeah. I see that, but just the luxury of having like a sure the best one, yeah. Because Kelsey's he's gonna be yeah. good. Like you I can just say like, whatever, but he's gonna be. I don't have to worry about tight end. He's gonna be a great pass catcher. And I get that the difference between game. between him and like Andrews or Kittle is high, but the round difference. At, from where you're getting those guys is also high too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to take into account that you can get really, really good tight ends later in drafts. Like you don't have to sell out for a Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, moving fair. on to the second round. I mean, you made the obvious, the correct pick yeah. Tyree kill. And then we saw some interesting stuff go down. We saw a run on the running backs. Um, Denver taking Josh Jacobs over B. John Robinson is perhaps the miss of the draft. Yeah, um, yeah, probably. That's, I mean, that's a really, really bad selection. Uh, Bijan mm-hmm. Robinson is 
probably the second best running back this year in fantasy football. Um, he's close. He's close to Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley. Like any any configuration of those guys is fine by me. But yeah, it's, what do you yeah. what do you think of Pollard thirteenth overall? So yeah, I mean, I'm more and more high on Pollard by the day. I mean, his receiving upside is pretty electric. His yards per carry was really, really good. Um, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna see the workload that people think he's gonna see. Yeah. Um, but I do like him, and I think going back to Bijan, like, just because I want to set the record straight, I think people see him as a risk because he's a rookie. But I don't think I think Bijan is actually probably the safest running back. That's just of any of oh of God. any of the top. Okay, so so think about it, right? First and foremost, we already know that the running back position is not entirely based on the mm-hmm. skill of the prospect, which by the way, Bijan has plenty of skill, right? The Falcons led the league in rushing attempts and rushes of more than five yards last year. There's draft capital. They spent the what was it, the seventh overall pick on him? Eighth overall like pick? That. Yeah. Um, we know he's gonna see the ball. He has elite receiving upside that Tyler Algier doesn't have, which is his competition in the backfield. And he's young, right? We see young running backs tend to do better than all other. Um I think he's far more safe than people are willing to acknowledge. Like taking a rookie rookie wide receiver is a risk. I think Bijan Robinson's value is pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I I think saying that a guy who has yet to play a single game in the NFL is the safest player to pick is a bit of a stretch, considering is you've not seen how he's going to be using that offense or we already know i i think we already know what is going to happen with him in that offense we already know what we're going to see yeah it's fair but whatever um i do think it'll be good i was considering taking him over tyreek but i was like i don't want to run him back right now so um, yeah um for and anybody looking for fantasy football strategy obviously wide receivers are far 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 more valuable this year than ever before um, you know, if you can get a top guy, Christian McCaffrey's the best. Um, if you can get a top guy early or a couple of top guys early, that is preferable at running back. But if you don't, you know, the best option is typically going to be to then wait on running back. Um, and you'll see that's sort of what James and I did. Um, yeah. that's proven to be the way to go in recent years. Yeah. Um, Especially this year, I'd say. In this case, there was a run on the running backs. Um, Derrick Henry goes, which I don't hate, but I don't love either. Yeah, I, I'm, I think Tony Pollard's good, a bit of a reach. I, I love Nick Saquon, Chubb. though. I'm surprised. Yeah. I would not have taken Chubb, Pollard, or Henry over Saquon. Saquon, Saquon in the, at the top of the third, when it's he should have gone should have gone ahead of Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry, is pretty insane. Yeah. Um, I think... The other interesting thing is for myself and Green Machine, getting the value of Stefan Diggs and CeeDee Lamb in the late second round is pretty elite, considering mm-hmm. that those are two guys that go in the first round of a lot of drafts. Yeah. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And then no quarterbacks. We saw um, the top, you go to top the two round. guys win the first rounds. Yeah. Um, Nash took Burrow in the second round pick. What is that? 21 overall. Yeah. So, um, I mean – Technically, I didn't make that pick. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into the the issues with CBS Fantasy. <laughs> um, if you are starting a fantasy football league, do it anywhere but CBS Fantasy. Please. Do it by hand, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather use a newspaper and calculate <laughs> the scores myself and wait for the um, newspaper to come in. Yeah, to look at the stats. Yeah, yeah. but I agree. No, so. Joe Burrow did end up being a pretty good pick. Um, I was gonna take Lamar Jackson, but I think in a two quarterback league, getting one of the elite quarterbacks when the value starts to dry up, um, you know, obviously I, I wouldn't call AJ Brown dry value, but mm-hmm. as you can see, I had my eye on somebody else. So I think getting an elite wide receiver is good. Again, like the value of Saquon and Devontae Adams there. Is pretty crazy, um, yeah. and then you obviously want to talk about the back end of that round. Yeah, so I would. I'm obviously super high on Garrett Wilson, um, a thousand yard receiver last year, rookie of the year with the worst quarterback play in the league. Got Aaron Rodgers. Um, we're still waiting to see in that connection how that connection is going to be, but at, like so far, it seems from what I've seen, it seems like they're doing fine, and Rodgers doesn't hate his guts, which is pretty good. Um, but Garrett Wilson, end of the third round, I was super happy with. I was consider I was seriously considering taking him over Tyree Kill. That's how high high I am. But I figured there might have been a chance I could get him late. I thought you were gonna take him though, Nash. So I was like, nah, I didn't think I'd get him. So but. so you you actually think I mean, in hi- hindsight, I I could have taken Wilson over Burrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you need that really, early quarterback though. Yeah, I do. And I think the guy who I got, I ended up getting is Tough. pretty solid um yeah. but yeah here's, Wilson... here's the biggest thing that i'm talking about um so you look at ted's titans you look at jay peaster taking damian pierce in the third round when you've got elite level talent like aj brown garrett wilson amon ross st brown still on the board is blasphemous right mm-hmm. you know obviously the old way of thinking is that because the least amount of talented running backs are in the league compared to how many roster spots you need to fill, you have to take running backs early. Right. But the issue with that is if you don't get an elite running back, the guys in the top two rounds, typically, sometimes it's even dry by the end of the second round, then the value of guys in rounds three through six, isn't worth it three through eight even, typically, right? Damian Pierce and Joe Mixon, their value is all based off of their guaranteed workload and not based off of production that it is assumed that they will have, right? So it's just the wrong way to go about your draft if you are about to make a team. I also, as far as I can see what, like, the vision of Damian Pierce – Obviously, that team's on the come up. Rookie quarterback might rely on the running game a little bit, but he was, and you see all these highlights of him breaking a ton of tackles. But he was like one of the worst, like just straight up, like efficiency wise runners last year, um, which was kind of rough. And so that, and they picked up who they pick up, running back wise. I forget who they have in that backfield. Let me check. 
But so I wasn't I was high on him in the beginning of the draft process. They got Singletary. That's who it was. Um, yeah, and Singletary is good. Yeah, and he's really not the Singletary is not the worst. So I was I kind of got lower on Damian Pierce and I avoided him really at all costs. Well, but yeah, third round definitely yeah. would would have waited to like fifth six for sure. So um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you took Cup again uh, fourth rounds. Yeah. So fourth round value for Cup is getting Amon Ross St. Brown for you is pretty. Yeah. Uh, now honestly, here I didn't really agree with what most of the guys were doing. Yeah. Um, I just felt you know I like the Jalen Waddle pick at the end of the fourth. Um, I think Fields it's a bit of a reach. Um, just a smidge. I don't hate it that much though. Off, I don't. I don't. I don't hate it that much. But like, I think Christian Watson is a really bad pick. Like mm-hmm. that, early, like atrociously early, yeah. bad. Um, Ramondre Stevenson is a really bad pick. That early. Um, mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs, I don't hate. I actually like him more than. I like him more than Damian Pierce. I like him more than Ramondre. I like yeah. him more than Joe Mixon. But still a bit of a reach. Like just the running back value there isn't good. Um, and then for me, getting Cooper Cup, who is, you know, pre-injury, right? The top five players in fantasy are Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, and Cooper Cup. Not injury wise. Then and then you go Tyreek Hill and Austin Eckler. Um, Bijan Robinson potentially in there as well. Um, but Cooper Cup is a guy who his ceiling is crazy, right? And looking at, you know, you, you want to win your league as opposed to just be middling, right? Um, obviously, there's injury concerns. There's age concerns. There's quarterback concerns. There's a lot of concerns. But at his peak, Cooper Cup could be the best wide receiver in the NFL, right? And so if he is playing at that level, the value there is too too hard to pass up. Would you agree when you say you should be drafting for yeah, for ceiling? Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, you play, you make floor plays, you make plays. Yeah, it's kind of you got to find a nice balance. Yeah, you make you make safe plays during the season once mm-hmm. you can actually determine who is safe and who is not safe. Yeah. Because at yeah, the beginning like we'll, of the season it's yeah, we'll figure out the extent of Cubs injury, I guess, pretty early on. Uh-huh. If we'll miss a couple games, he'll come back. Stafford, who knows, with that elbow, um, apparently is, like, really healthy. The Rams will suck. Um, uh-huh. He's, like, the only guy on that offense, too, so I'm kind of interested to see how defenses play him. And, obviously, we'll see how he comes back. But, yeah, definitely a good value for you there. I really like that. But uh, Yeah, I mean, it could blow up in my face, but yeah. it is what it is. And then... I know you had some strong opinions about round five, so I want to hear those. Yeah. Um, I love Olave. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he would fall to me. Uh, I was looking for him and Garrett. Him and Garrett Wilson were my two guys. Guy Garrett Wilson was waiting for – he honestly fell a lot later than I thought he would, um, but I really wasn't in a great position to take him. I love Mark Andrews. Like, Mark Andrews – I do like the point you made about like the Kelsey whole like round difference thing. I think Mark Andrews is a really good pick for you there. Amari Cooper, I think he kind of goes under the radar. I think just kind of he's kind of a boring name, gets a thousand yards every year. I really do like him. 
think Deshaun he's Watson. He's sort of the Mike Evans of the yeah. modern game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, looking at Mike Mark Andrews, um, you know, the second best tight end in the NFL, and it's a four round difference from where he's taken to where Kelsey's taken. I mean, the value is just crazy. Um, I like, I really like the Herbert pick because I was going to think about taking, think about taking, yeah, solidify my two quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. and then you know you look at the latter half of that round, Najee Harris. Everybody knows this film statistic have proven that he's not a good running back, right? So while he may have guaranteed production, we know that he's not good at the position. That you know you you're limiting his ceiling as a player. Travis Etienne, good but not not spectacular either, right? I do like your Aaron Jones pick just yeah. because I think Aaron Jones does have a high ceiling. Aaron Jones has proven rely pretty heavily. He's top, Jordan Love, he's a top back. Um, yeah. Whereas like some of these guys are valued highly, not because yeah. they've proven anything, but because they've proven. Yeah. Aaron Jones rushing up carries. upside is pretty insane too they put him yeah. in the slot they put him all around Jordan Love's gonna want that guy he's gonna have Christian Watson he's more of a deep threat he's gonna want that guy he can rely to I'm um, on short yeah. yards and, and uh and stuff so yeah I really like that pick and I'm super super high on him but yeah and then I took Trevor Lawrence right after that I think Trevor Lawrence is a sneaky MVP. I mean I don't know if sneaky is really the right word but I think he's definitely an MVP candidate up there um do you remember what he was ranked in the odds oh I gotta pull that back up, but yeah, I'm super it's... high on him, and I think he can make an MVP push. He's only gotten better. He was really not. You look at the stats, and he was pretty rough his rookie year, but like overall, he wasn't the worst, especially with what he was dealing with. Urban Meyer, that horrible receiver core. Um, last year he was really good, won the division, made the playoffs. This year got Calvin Ridley, Tank Bigsby, uh, improved O line. Okay, so he's horrible uh, division. He's Tied for seventh in odds with Aaron yeah. Rodgers, behind like the top six, like pretty consensus, yeah. like best quarterback. Okay. Yeah. So sneaky um, MVP probably isn't the right word, but he's definitely an MVP candidate for sure. So I'm super excited for that. Um, but Matt Madison, what are your thoughts on Madison? Because yeah, I, I mean, was kind of that's a horrible him. pick. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, obviously, Alexander Madison, not the worst player. Guaranteed some production, guaranteed some receiving production, right? But he's not a top talent. Uh-huh. And you look at the talent around him, right? T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, TJ Hawkinson, a top five tight end. Um, DJ Moore. Um, scroll if you could even scroll down for me a little bit. Um, Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, Debo Samuel, all guys. Um, you know, quarterbacks with top ten upside, receivers yeah. who have been top ten receivers, um, DK Metcalf, all the all guys who were stellar last year, not going in front of a guy like Alexander Madison, who's never even been a full time starter. Yeah, at least the whole thing for him is just, there's nobody else there. And and obviously, the big thing to acknowledges that fantasy football is much different than actual football mm-hmm. right if we were building teams based off of how good we thought the players were the drafts would look a lot different 
then they do. But you have to use that selectively in certain situations because when you look at it like this, where you end up taking a guy like Alexander Madison in the sixth round of an eight-man league, it's just getting out of hand. And I hope that Foxborough Ted is not a listener. He's like 90, so he shouldn't be. But he had maybe the worst draft I've ever seen <laughs> from a guy who, like, actually is supposed to know what he's doing. Well, look what he took, I mean, the, look what he took ab- the next round. It's abysmal. He takes a kicker in the f- seventh round. I mean. Well, we just lost the listener. All right, thanks, Nash. Um, I, yeah. I've got to, like, there's a joke I'm thinking of, but I'm not going to make. Um, okay. Good choice. Um, But, yeah, honestly, we could go on and on. We could critique every player uh in the draft yeah. you could name a single player and we could talk for 10 yeah. minutes about them fantasy wise but that's the beauty um, of it's a beauty of relationship football James. and our relationship yep uh and I, I do want you to talk about anthony richardson for a second anthony richardson before we move on yeah so i was pissed when i didn't even know when i picked let's see one two one two three four five picks later i had no clue you didn't even realize because i like i got away from my computer for like a minute or two and I came back. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's get make- Richardson next round. And then I was like, oh my god, Nashik Anthony Richardson, because I know you're the only person in this draft that would have taken him to. Um, but Nash got him seventh that- rounds. Um, I really love the pick. People might say it's a reach, but you just get the guys you want, and then you know it's are going to not- be good. But and this rushing- is a situation where football talent isn't necessarily equivalent yeah. to fantasy value but he right? is extremely talented just a matter yeah, of putting it he all is. together yeah well but he's guaranteed production in fantasy yeah. because he's gonna run the ball yeah um, last year or not last year two years ago i took jalen hurts in this same league probably even later it might have been like round eight or nine um after his rookie year he was very low regarded in a low um respect kind of Everyone thought he kind of sucked, but I literally said it doesn't matter. He could be the worst quarterback in the league, but it he has a rushing upside, so he will be a top ten uh quarterback. I and there I he was. He was with like, you, didn't I? I don't. Well, you were in the same. I don't really know because it was two years ago. It wasn't last year. With uh Hertz. Yeah, I because I didn't have him last year, but two years ago I took him and I was like, people might think he sucks. And I'm like, he can suck for all I care. He has the rushing upside. He will be a top 10 quarterback. And he finished like number three or two or something like that. So I do kind of feel that same way with Richardson. Um, Obviously the potential's there as of this moment, he's not a great quarterback. Um, We'll see when he actually steps out on the field, but the upside's definitely there. Um, Again, who's who knows he's really a wild card, but his floor is definitely a lot higher than a lot of people think. Um, And Nash and I really agree on that. So you suck Nash for taking him, but. Yeah, you were got, so mad. I know, I was really mad. I was like, dude, that was with one dude I wanted to get. I mean, him and Garrett Wilson were like my guys that and I was then, like, really wanted to get. I don't think we need to argue about this because, like, but then that sort of forced you to make the one pick in your entire draft that I didn't like. Miles Sanders. Yours, Miles which Sanders. I loved. I love Miles Sanders' pick. I, yeah. No I mean, competition if, on that If team. you're going to go... If you're going to go zero RB draft strategy, you have to commit. And uh, this man did not commit. This you man... took seven wide receivers and had one running back at one point. And guess what? And guess what? I'm going to be sitting at the top of the standings. Yeah, you're gonna have to because you're going to have to rest three of them. You're going to have, hey, you know what, Nash? You know what you're going to have? 
you're going to have the thing where if you tie, you're going to win because then you're going to have higher bench points because all your receiver is going to be racking up points in the bench. So I'm happy hey, James, for you there. Listen to me. Listen really to me. Am. When Tyree Kill hurts himself running too okay, fast yeah. on the treadmill. <laughs> and or when he gets suspended for doing something. Amon Ross St. Brown Club. gets caught up in Jamison Williams' gambling ring. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Let's just pray on all their downfalls. You're, you're gonna I'm not praying on their downfalls. Looks like I'm we're not saying. getting an Amon Roth teacher I'm just on the saying. Pod. Damn. Um but or oh we're not getting God. Jameson Williams feature either. Yeah, um, man, that's shout out we Jameson were so Williams. close. But <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I I think we should wrap this yeah. thing up. Obviously, like I just we could said, go more in depth. We could, yeah. But um, that's our. Do you want to switch and just show them our teams real quick? Yeah, sure. Like our full teams, or yeah, yeah. So my team. We'll talk. We'll give one minute each per team. All right, I got the Goff and Amon Ross stack. Yeah, okay. T. Law, like I said, MVP candidate. Uh, my running backs. I got James Conner really late, which I honestly didn't know I liked as much as I did. Um, Aaron Jones, I love. Miles Sanders, just talked about him. But these four studs right here: Tyree Kill, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, and Travis Kelsey. And you can also probably include DK in that. These are the guys who are going to carry me to the back-to-back fantasy football championship. And I'm calling it here. I will finish seven places above Nash. Nash will be last place. I'll That's be first. crazy. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But, yeah, these four guys, my first four picks are going to take me to the promised land. So, yeah. Um, Nash, Mahomes Depot. All right, there we go. Mahomes Depot. Um, so looking at it, obviously we went heavy on the wide receivers. Um, I did do a little bit of sketchy business, putting Cooper Cup on the injured reserve. I'm told I might get yelled at by the admin about J- about that uh, from James. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing for me, I went McCaffrey early, got my one really good running back, and then I just took the best player available where I saw the best value, the highest ceiling. Uh, Mark Andrews, I think a big part of my team. Stefan Diggs was tremendous value. DJ Moore, Cooper Cup. Uh, I think McLaurin's big playability is very, very exciting. Um, I like Drake London a lot as a second-year player to break out. Chris Godwin. Uh, it doesn't show this here, but I picked up Michael Pittman to stack him with Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Who'd you and draft? Then, Brian Muth. I know nobody because I put Cup on the oh, IR. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the quarterback spots, you know, I've got one safer option in Joe Burrow, a proven talent, and then one guy who could legitimately win me my league in Anthony Richardson. And then just to end it off, uh, if you're gonna go zero RB, you look for those late round talents, those guys who have production, have some skill. You look at Khalil Herbert on my bench. You look at James Cook. Uh, both guys, young guys who could actually have surprisingly good years this year. Yeah. Uh, also, Nash, real quick, just so you know, you can put another player in your lineup. By the way, <laughs> you're one, you're one player short. Oh, bet. Yeah. Bet. So that's what Pittman will fit in your bench, and you can put one of these guys in. So, yeah, that's the fantasy. Uh, our fantasy program. I'm gonna stop the share. Uh, we're still recording. Yes, we are. Um, but How yeah. How far in are we? Uh, I didn't set the time, but I think we're like thirty minutes. So you can go. Right. It'll be and a nice give... little, little quick one. But what do you want to talk about? You want to go uh, college let's, football? Let's talk about college football. Um, I'll have to pull up the schedule. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, first week of college football, 
this past weekend. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> awesome, it's back. Let's, were... let's hear your thoughts while I fix my fantasy football lineup. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great time to do that. Yeah, I mean, it started off actually last week. It started off with USC, um, and the Caleb Williams show back at it again. Uh, they they are two and zero now because like they played um like the earlier game or the week earlier the game. week zero yeah and Caleb Williams uh again Heisman favorite pretty heavily um well I guess there's a guy that I'm about to mention in a couple of seconds that is right there with him but yeah Caleb Williams doing his thing got to be as much of a lock to win the Heisman as you can possibly be at week one in a season wow wow but wow 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 what okay that's not Pump a hot take at all breaks that's not a hot take well as much of a lot i mean he's definitely the favorite um but i think to call him as much of a lock as there's been in a long time yes not only discredits one of the best quarterback prospects of the last five years in drake may um, that's that's just not Oh my um, gosh. But also Should do you're forgetting about a guy who played 129 snaps Travis Hunter. this past Saturday. Yep. Yeah. I was gonna say Shadur Sanders, but yeah. Anyways, That's that Colorado team. I was gonna get to them, but we can get yeah. we can do it now. Neon <clears throat> Deion Sanders continues mm-hmm. to impress. Um Travis Hunter. I mean, didn't didn't Dion in an interview say like He's him or something. Yeah. Well, do you see that thing where, like, they don't put captains on their jerseys? They put, like, L for leader and D for dogs. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. Do you so see Travis their Hunter's practice jerseys have their, their Instagram handles on oh, them? Oh, yeah. That's so corny. That's so corny. <laughs> but, uh, nah. Coach Prime is uh, that was pretty, pretty trying all kinds game. of new things. Yeah, I mean, everybody had already counted Colorado out. You know, they call Shadur Sanders um, – an FCS quarterback. Um, they discounted all the talent that they brought in from Jackson State. Um, and I mean, it come, Travis Hunter is not only one of the best receivers in the country, but also one of the best cornerbacks. Um, do you think yeah. he'll be the number one prospect? I mean, it's gonna be Caleb draft? Williams, but like, no, 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 because hunter's not draft eligible for another year i think i'm talking oh, about in two years draft after yeah um i mean who's in that class no there's this one dude at lsu uh i think his name's perkins who is like insane pass rusher but i imagine yeah. i mean at this rate it was top five be Travis sure. let me let me look that let me look at the draft so that would be 2025 yeah i mean it's just something we haven't seen in a very very long time Mm-hmm. And he could be. I mean, who was the last defensive player to win a Heisman? Was it God. Charles Woodson? That sounds right. Oof. If it's Charles Woodson, I am going to pat myself on the back. Let me tell you. Last defensive Heisman. I got winner. it. It was Charles Woodson. I got it, buddy. Ah, USC? Nice. Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing Michigan. for Hunter. That's right, it was Michigan. Can you play with Tom Brady? Oh yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing for Travis Hunter is staying consistent, and for that Colorado team is to, you know, sort of keep their heads down, keep playing like the underdogs. 
I think mm-hmm. that's the kind of team that with some hype could fall apart, could fall apart. And um Yeah. Um yeah, yeah I'm looking up the 2025 NFL. It's kind of, I mean, obviously hard to tell, but like he's not, he, they really don't like, seems like they don't update much. Um, as far as quarterbacks, though, this can kind of go into our next game this past weekend. Cade Klubnik is the number one quarterback in 25 class. I watched that game last night. Clemson Duke. That was probably the worst game I've ever seen a football team play. Um, obviously probably not that, but like that is one of the worst games I've ever seen a team play, and that was Clemson last night. I mean, K. Klubnik was pretty rough. I mean, he wasn't the worst in the world, but just they had like two red zone fumbles, two red zone missed field goals, had picked it in the half that would have gotten the points. Uh, Clemson was ranked number nine, I believe. Nine. And yeah, and so. That was kind of concerning. I can see the stuff with Klubnik, but he really did not look great at all yesterday, which was pretty rough. Um, but he is a number one prospect in the 2025 class. The guy I mentioned, Perkins, is number 14. But um, I remember wa- I remember watching him last year. He was a freshman last year. And be like, yeah, that dude's going to be the number one overall pick. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he um, shot the rankings. But yeah. yeah, I like, I mean, I don't know what to equate. Clemson's performance. I mean, Cade Klubnik played like, I mean, he played like he just was colorblind and didn't see the blue jerseys. I mean, he's like me out there. Um, But, and then, you know, the running backs, it's like they had, what's the, it's like they had vegetable oil on their hands. It's just like, Will Shipley, yeah. Yeah. Like, yep, it's just a horrific performance. And, like, the defense was bad, but not so bad. They were getting put in a lot of bad spots. Mm-hmm. Um, And Duke didn't really do anything. Especially. I did. Just... Yeah, I did Um, love the Duke defense. So I thought they – my dad and I were watching the game last night, and he mentioned they were a very good, like, open field tackling team, like, as far as their safeties, which was very – uh definitely helped them in the long run the game yesterday but as far as their duke linebacker uh memorable factor really that's a name yeah wow anyways <laughs> their offense um riley leonard which is apparently riley leonard's a number three quarterback in this year's class according to mel kuyper i had no clue until i heard that in the broadcasters today really was not he had that nice run for the touchdown but wasn't extremely impressed with him obviously it's just week one but as far as their offense it's just like whatever um but we could spend a million minutes talking about this game but i mean what else happens uh this past weekend you got north carolina south carolina drake may had a pretty good game spencer that rattler, was the game day game correct i believe it was spencer yeah. rattler couldn't do much behind his o-line was just getting torched i mean it was i think that got he got sacked nine times yeah i got sacked yeah. nine times um really Can't i didn't think spencer rattler that. played that horrible but um drake may honestly now that I remember it, watching him, he didn't play the greatest game ever. Um, kind of had some rough throws, but it's week one. We'll see how that affects his stock in Heisman campaign. But um, yeah, LSU Florida State, <clears throat> that happened too. Oh yeah, I mean, LSU looked bad, but more importantly, FSU looked <coughs> dangerous. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they yeah. just looked 
electric on the offensive end. Um, Jordan Travis looked elite. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought their defense, you know, Braden Fisk was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, their whole defensive line: Josh Farmer, Dar- Daryl Jackson. Um, is it Darrell? Daryl? I'm not sure. Um, their whole defensive line looked stellar. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah, as um, far as big time games last week, and that pretty much, I mean, Florida, Utah, Utah won that pretty easily, and that um, puts, I mean, Florida State, especially with how bad Clemson looked, yeah. if they run through the ACC, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a no playoff team. anymore. That's ACC. a playoff team. Yeah, they're ranked um, four now, by the way. Yeah, they're ranked um, four now. Um, yeah, and of course, Brian Kelly said they were gonna beat the brakes off. Oh, of course, dude, Brian Kelly's just said, "Guy's a jerk." But yeah, and Clemson plummets to twenty five after a week. Yep, Duke. Um, but I mean, if they can beat Florida State, or if they can, if Florida State can beat Clemson and Duke, and then avoid upsets against you know the likes of Miami, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, the Go like, orange. Florida as well, um, then they could be looking at a playoff team. Now, yeah. on the other hand, if they lose a single game. They're pretty much out of contention. Yeah, um, I'd say but, that's true because the ACC does definitely isn't looking the strongest this year. But I think they could lose one game. I mean, it depends how yeah. they lose and then win the ACC and get in. I because if they they'll be I don't see it. They'll have wins against. I mean, it depends who they lose to, but I can see it. Teams, if you're a power five team and have one loss, you're you're gonna get in generally. And if you win your conference, you're gonna get in. That's just how it ends up. I don't being, know. I just think but, because. I think the the committee will and we should get on the podcast um you got it. the my professor from New York mm, yeah yeah who's on um, the committee right he's on the committee um yeah. to get a little insight on that potentially but I mean the conference is so bad um yeah that I mean, like still, I think I think they have to take that into account where it's like, you know, I think if any team, Duke, um, could do it, or Florida State runs runs the gauntlet, yeah, then they will um get in. But other than that, I don't I don't know if we'll see a, an ACC team. Yeah, we'll see. I think if you're a power five team with one loss and you win your conference, you'll get in. Um, I don't think it really matters who you lose to, but um obviously we'll see it's week one, we can say all this stuff and Florida State could lose five games and be one of the worst teams in the ACC, who knows. That's just how it ends up going with the college football season sometimes. So that's the thing. Like, week one rankings really don't mean anything. Like, you'll see, like, an unranked matchup between two Power 5 teams, and, like, it could end up being, like, a huge game uh, at the end of the year, which I think that's why I I think week one's – I mean, it's one of the more, like, important years, years, weeks – um, you can look back and be like, "Oh, these two teams are unranked at the time," but yeah. by the time week eleven comes, it was a ten versus I mean, yeah, four or whatever. You, you know, look so. at Cincinnati, yeah, um, too, like, mm-hmm. but a couple years ago, um, yeah. and then a lot of teams that looked really promising, um, Kansas, not to be a bandwagon, but the defense started off a little shaky but they've got tons of offensive talent against power Jaylen powerhouse Jalen Daniels Jalen Daniels didn't even play mm. um Devin Neal played. took his first 
Yeah. Uh, Devin Neal took his first touch of the season, like 40 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just – it was a pretty electric performance. Arizona State was super promising. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden Rashada made his debut. They did yeah. barely beat Southern Utah, which is a little sketchy. Yeah. But I think in terms of in years to come – I think Jaden Rashada is the name to know whether he stays at Arizona State or hits the portal. Um, also, shout out the Pac-12 for winning literally every single game. Um, the Pac-12, which will not be a thing in one to two years. Uh, but yeah, every single one Pac-12 year. team. One year. One year. Or are like Cal and stuff, are they joining next year or is it in two years? I feel like it's in two years. Um, I know obviously I know. UNC and stuff are joining next year. I don't know, but in the near future, the Pac-12 will – not, not look either not exist or not look anything like it looks now. Um but yeah, they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve and oh. Um go Washington, go UW. Uh Utah, like we said, got that win. USC, Caleb Williams, uh, definitely some cool teams there. But uh Oregon State, DG DJ Uangalito. Uh shout out, shout yeah. him out. Shout out but, to Clemson transfer. Kay Kolubnik pushed him out, and it's looking yeah. like maybe it, it would have been the better decision to go with a veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, but even yeah, though he guess, wasn't great at Clemson, he was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, definitely at hard. I mean, it's hard to follow Trevor Lawrence, but yeah, I got nothing else to say uh, about college football and um, really anything else for this part. Yeah, you got I mean, anything else? I don't think. I think we're excited to bring you all of you week one NFL content. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll yep. definitely have a ton to say. Potentially yeah. some some debate between the two of us. Who the who the Chiefs got on week that one? front? Lions first game. Oh, you should that's, know that. That's, that I can't believe I just asked that question. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. I'm gonna make you look real bad for saying that. <laughs> Don't um, even. I literally <laughs> said a million times I played in Lions. That's just I can't believe I asked. I wasn't thinking. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, you need to be thinking more. Um, yeah. Apparently. If you're gonna be the co-host of Takes from the Lakes podcast. You're right. You're right. My, um, fault. My fault, little bro. Um, yeah but yeah that's all that's all i got it seems like it's all you yeah. got too nash and um, um it was good to be back good to um bring some no more guess. takes from the lakes content no guests but i think the two of us are enough should suffice either yes. way. um and i think that's all we've got uh make sure to follow our tiktok page our instagram page um, follow us on Spotify. Check out our YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube. All, yep. all of the things. Um, Definitely check this one out on YouTube for the visual of the draft and stuff in our teams. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, we're very excited to bring you even more exciting stuff. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, signing off now. Yep. See ya.